Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Well, I'm not married to a group of my dogs, okay, right? I'm not a six-figure, you know, salary professional, okay? And I realized that the one solid cash cow business, so I have to find mine. So basically, okay, I came up with two very simple um, steps or goals. Um, so my my goal was to just buy, you know, like 50 positive cash flow properties and um, extract equity from it and then quickly cut it. This is Property Investory where we talk to successful property investors to find out more about their stories, mindset and strategies. I'm Tyrone Shum and in this episode, we're keeping the conversation going with Esme Chin, a property investor and an entrepreneur with a portfolio worth over $6 million. She'll discuss the two arms of her wealth creation strategy and show you how you can work towards your goal of owning that beautiful mansion overlooking the harbour. Also, before we delve into this episode, go over to propertyinveststory.com and subscribe to receive your free property investor case studies where you'll learn how to generate passive income from your properties. Go there now to sign up for free. So what held Chin back from initially investing in property? I think, you know, when people talk about property investing, okay, right, they always talk about, you know, how scared they are to start. You know what I mean? Like I was shaking when we when I first talked to my um the first property that I bought, right? Yeah. Uh I was very nervous, I mean, but I wrote down everything that I wanted to ask the agent, you know what I mean? That's what I did. Um, to me, you know, like, mindset is really, you know, like being rich, really a mindset game, right? Success is 80% mindset and 20% strategy. I came to the realization of why I was rich. Um, from my teenage years, okay, I already made up my mind, okay, to, um, you know, I, basically I set my thermal start at, I just want to be comfortable. And I was really stuck at just being comfortable all my life, you know what I mean? So my thermostat was not set on. I want to, you know, achieve massive wealth dial, you know what I mean? So I think a lot of people are in my situation. And I do have internal struggle. I mean, like, I will tell you, one of my dreams is probably one day maybe to have a mansion overlooking the harbour, but, you know, harbour bridge. But, you know, on the other hand, you know, I'm embarrassed to even, you know, tell you about it. And that's not good because, you know, um, To overcome this, she set goals for herself and takes the time and effort to educate herself as much as possible. I used to think that all these things like, um, you know, people talk about visualization, your dream vision board, all these things, you know, I used to think, oh my goodness, what a load of rubbish, you know, airy-fairy rubbish kind of thing. 
you know, but the moment when I actually sat down, okay, and wrote down my goals, right, and usually I write it every year, that's when it started to just fly, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You'll be really surprised. I, I was surprised myself, actually. Once you have a goal, you know, you start um, doing things. And also, you know, like by reading a lot and things like that, right? You know, and spending money on courses, right? And, you know, hundreds of thousands on courses. You know, like sometimes, you know, people will think, oh, what a waste of money. You know, they try to shrimp here and there. You got to ask yourself, you know, like how much do you want? I mean, like, say, for example, you know, a person that probably makes 20 million or 50 million or 100 million, you know, their education would be, you know, enormous. I mean, like, if you see all these really rich people like Richard Branson and, you know, like Buffett, they read nonstop, you know, 80% of um, Buffett's waking hours is to do with reading. I mean, like, I went to Mary Buffett's um, uh, seminar and that's what she said about her father-in-law. So it's, you know, commensurate, how much you spend on your, you know, um, financial education is commensurate with how much you're going to make one day. A large part of Chin's education involves reading. One of the best sources of information she uses to condition her mindset is with an author named Bodo Schaefer. One of my favorite, favorite is Bodo Schaefer. I don't know how many times I've read that, you know what I mean? I think it's called The Road to Financial Success. You can Google it. Yeah, that was a fantastic book. You know what I mean? It teaches you how to see things. You know what I mean? Um, you know, he's things. He'll say things like, you know, uh, you know, you have to have because you know if you know you have to have a big goal, right? Because there will always be obstacles in front of that big goal. So if your obstacle is bigger than your goal, that all you can see is your obstacles and not your goal. Get it? Yeah. So if your goal is bigger than your obstacle, then you will keep going towards that, you know, goal. That's one of the things he teaches. And another thing he teaches is that, you know, like in life you've got to, and he's the one that promotes like every 10 years you work, you should take one year off. It's called sabbatical years. It's a year when you, you know, like um, learn things and, you know, do things. He, 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 he promotes that. And another thing he promotes is that, you know, you should always have a lot of cash, okay, in your pocket because rich people have a lot of cash in their pocket. You've got to feel comfortable with that, you know, because if you can't even feel comfortable with $1,000 on your pocket, you're never going to make millions of dollars. You know what I'm saying? So that's one author that I really like and like is um, Donald Trump. I mean, I know no one likes him, but, um, you know, he does have very important things to say. You know, things about, you know, like, um, I think, you know, being a ent- property entrepreneur, you got to have intuition as well. You know what I mean? You know, like, yes, we do look at logic, okay, but, you know, like, which one we end up with sometimes is to do with your intuition. You know what I mean? And he, he told us a story about this uh, stockbroker of his that is really, really sharp, right? And he, he asked him, why are you so good? You know what I mean? And um, she said, when she was a kid, Right, her brothers would be playing ping pong in the other room, and she would always know who is like hitting the ball and who actually wins. And she put that sort of intuition right into her, you know, into her stockbroking, you know, career. So basically, she 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 can judge which which stocks going up and down. You know what I mean? Like I know all these things is very wishy washy, but you know it does work. 
you know, your sixth sense does work. Yeah. And Robert Kiyosaki was the last one, I would say that. I read all his books and he's, you know, got lots of really good ideas. Every book that he writes is something different from the next, from the last one I read, you know, I get different ideas. The best advice she has ever received came from a developer who taught her the importance of having a good foundation. Okay, this is from a developer. So he said that if only he kept one unit of every development he developed, he would have been so much richer. So this is an old man developer. You know what I mean? So I always remember that. And, you know, that's why, you know, it's important. Um, that's why I like to have like a foundation portfolio. Over time, Chin has built an extensive portfolio containing over 20 properties worth a collective value of $6 million. So, how has she done this? I had to ask myself, what is my cash cow, right? Yeah. And, um, well, I'm not married to a group of my dogs, okay, right? I'm not a six-figure, you know, salary professional, okay? And I realized that the one solid cash cow business, so I have to find mine. So, basically, okay, I came up with two very simple um, steps or goals. Um, so my my goal was to just buy you know like fifty positive cash flow properties and um, extract equity from it and then cookie cut it. So basically, the GSC actually reminded me of Paul Getty. He was probably one of the richest guys in the US. And during the nineteen thirties, when when the um, share market crashed, right, he just bought whatever he could find whether it's paintings or houses or whatever. So I did the same. So I bought like 14 properties in one year. I just went easy. And um, the second step was to land bank, right? Uh, buy houses with big pieces of land as much as I can afford. And then maybe 20 years later, go back, you know, subdivide, build granny flats, duplex, townhouses, see what you can do with that piece of land. You know what I mean? So, you know, basically I had just these two goals, very simple, and I just go chug along, chug along, chug along, you know what I mean? To, to just accumulate that sort of property. And then, okay, later on, I tweak that strategy, okay, yeah? And uh, basically, if you can just imagine two arms, okay? So on 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 the left arm, it's like a keeper type of strategy, a buy and hold. So in, that, in other words, I have a foundation portfolio. And on my right arm, you know, like I want to do chunk deals or, you know, you, you know me, I, I'm not very comfortable with doing... Um, you know, yeah, exactly. So basically buy, hold and maybe flip sometimes or maybe just do some chunk deals, okay? So by doing chunk deals, you will have a chunk of money, right? Which will, which I will then to my left arm, okay? Right? So basically my left arm, basically I have a chunk of money which I leave in my offset account, uh, which helps me to lower debt, okay? That's one. And secondly, you know, act as a buffer so that... Um, because, you know, in, in, in property investing, there's always unexpected things happening all the time, all right? So there was one year when all my properties, including, you know, the city properties actually went, you know, like the, the, the tenants just left. I mean, it did. I mean, like during that year, could I, could I say? Wow, it all happened, at, all of them all happened at once where all your tenants left. Yes. So sometimes, you know, you have bad luck, all right? And it just strikes here. And there was another year whereby, you know, like... um. Uh, all my aircons, you know I mean, each one is two thousand bucks. You know what I'm saying? So all that um, just went bust. Wow, it all adds up then, and yeah, that that makes it really challenging then. So and then thirdly, okay, it allows me to uh, accumulate deposits, so it allows me to you know buy new properties. 
and add to my asset base. So that was my tweak strategy. She has also added a third arm to her portfolio, which she believes will accelerate her wealth creation strategy. Then in 2017, okay, I added a development arm. Okay, I realized that the top 200 richest Australians you know, are developers and not property investors. Quite interesting, that guy. I mean, like he was the richest man in 2016, right? He had $11 billion, right? You know, well, he's a developer for one thing. But if you look at his like portfolio, it's quite interesting, right? Um, I think 30% is in rentals, 30% is in service apartments, and 40%, okay, is development arm. Within the next five years, she also aims to continue learning about development, starting off by undertaking joint ventures to get a feel for the process. I know there's a lot of pitfalls and after building foundation portfolio, I don't want to lose it all. I know there's a lot of pitfalls, you know, I know friends that does it. Um, so, you know, like for me, you know, I would be looking at joint venturing with, you know, experts in their field and um, learning from them. So the next five years will be very interesting because I'm going to learn all aspects of development, okay, right, from subdivision, you know, to piece, selling pieces of land to, you know, uh, building high-rise. Yeah, so I'll probably, you know, try to do many projects, you know, 10, 20 projects before I would even dare to go on and do it on my own. I mean, like, I do go to courses, you know, like, and they make it sound like a breeze, okay, but it's not a breeze, okay, because I know because I'm currently in two projects and there's so many hiccups, okay, yeah? that some um, people don't know of. And that's why they get derailed. I mean, like, you, you know, I, I do have a property developer friend who's now selling food in the Sydney street. You know what I mean? Like, and it's very sad. You know what I mean? And it's very real. You know, like, people always highlight the good things, you know. You know, you see all this, the block and everything, you know, all the good things, but, you know, they don't show you all the bad things. In life, you got to take calculated risk. You don't just jump into the risk, you know what I mean? Like, I go to all these seminars, you know, a lot of people, you know, put up their hands and say, oh, I'm going to quit job, quit my job tomorrow. I want to be a property developer or property investor tomorrow. I mean, like, it's crazy, all right? Absolutely crazy. Before I even buy a property, okay, I spent six months, you know, on realestate.com just looking at, you know, and familiarizing myself with all the prices, you know? I really know, by the time I, I actually go out there and buy, I already know everything about it. I mean, at least the the, the, the particular houses I, I'm, you know, uh, interested in buying. You know what I mean? Like, for example, if I wanted to buy, buy a house with granny fat, you know, I would know those, those areas so well and know all the prices of those houses and granny flats, you know, until... You know, I'm actually ready to go out there. For those who aspire to quit their 9-to-5 job and become a property investor, Chin stresses the importance of keeping your job for the banks. And I know nobody likes, most people don't like their job, okay, right? Yeah, I know that, right? But, you, you know, like if you don't, then you got to, you know, ask yourself, okay, give yourself a time. Say, for example, you know, like you got to ask yourself, one, how old are you? Say, for example, if you're 40 or you're 50 years old, you probably give yourself 10 to 15 years left off you know, um, property investing life, right? So you got to ask, okay, within those 10 years or 15 years, how many properties can you, do you think you can buy? You know what I mean? you got to give yourself a deadline. You can't just, you know, most of my friends are just chugging along, chugging along. I'm not sure what they're hoping for. And you really don't want to end up in pension. 
You know what I mean? And all those people out there that, you know, slams negative gearing, I think they should, you know, think again, right? Um, because, you know, like, if you don't... If, you, if the government does not um, support us to become property investors, what, you know, is the alternative, right? Okay? Because the alternative would be that the government will have to give us pension at the end of the day. It's going to cost you even more money. No, negative dealing only you know, helps a property investor, right? They did. They already cut it last time, okay? And they had to put it back on. I don't know why people for, forgot that point. You know what I mean? I mean, I think Australia has this tall poppy syndrome, you know what I mean? They just, you know, um, you know, jealous is all I can say sometimes. Other people, I mean, like, you know, the thing, the, fun, the most funny thing is that it's actually quite an equal world, okay? Everybody can be a property investor, right? You know, they just don't want to take the, make the effort. Do you know how many times I actually ask my friends to come along to some of the free seminars or whatever? It's like pulling teeth, you know, okay? And, 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 and my brothers and sisters just slightly said to me, you know, I'm just not interested. And I'm just thinking, how can you not be interested? You know, it's your future. You know, finance is your future. You should be interested. They put every other thing in front, you know, of their finance, you know, like taking their kids to this spot and that spot is more important, you know, rather than their finance. I don't know. They just don't think. And then at the end, when they hit like 40 or 50, then they panic. And then they think, oh, my God, you know, <laughs> too late now. Too late. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then they go on a pension and it's not even enough to live on. Coming up after the break, we'll delve into Chin's personal habits that have contributed to her success as a property investor. So writing things down is really good. It clarifies your thoughts. Okay, everything. Her thoughts on the upcoming trends on what areas to invest in? Uh, be concentrating in the Western Sydney, all right? You know, despite what everybody says, right? You Sometimes you've got to push away the noise, you know, like a wave. Push it away, right? And look at it for what it is, right? And that's next. I'm Taran Shum and you're listening to Property Investory. Hey podcast listeners, I just wanted to let you know about the podcast show notes I've created for you that you can download at freepropertyresource.com. Inside these show notes, I've included a full summary, details of the resources recommended plus much, much more. Just go to freepropertyresource.com to grab it now. It's free and it'll make the rest of the episode so much more impactful. Again, that's freepropertyresource.com. Now back to the show. A personal habit which Chin attributes to her success in property investing is journaling. I have four journals which I recommend to all my even my own students, right? So basically I have four journals. One of them, okay, is just a personal journal, right? And every time I open it up by writing, you know, like what three things that I'm grateful for, right? And then I would just write down what happened during the day, you know, just my personal stuff, right? But, you know, like, it clarifies your thoughts, right? I think it's very important. I mean, and also, you know, like, you never know, one day you might become famous and that could be turned into a book, right? And, um, you know, we forget things, you know what I mean? Every 10 years goes so fast, 
you know, from us, and um, we forget things. So writing things down is really good. It clarifies your thoughts, okay, everything. So that's one. The second journal that I have, okay, is um, it's an ideas journal. So, you know, like, for example, I like to travel, right? When I do travel, I see new ideas, so I write it down, you know what I mean? And then... Uh, at the back, so that's the front of the journal, I will write that. And at the back of the journal, I will write down, you know, all the quotes that I get that inspires me, right? Whether it's from the internet or from a book I read, from somebody, you know, some, from uh, the of a seminar presenter or, you know, just anything or, you know, just even every day. So that's my ideas journal. And then I have another one. It's my success journal, right? So... I write down, you know, all in the front of the book, I write down all the things that have been successful in my life, right? Whether it's, you know, just little things, you know, like whether um, it's a degree that you've got or you won an award or whatever it is, right? So, and then at the back, okay, of the success, you know, I will write down things that, you know, like even if simple things, right? when people say, ah, you know, um, you look good today or, you know, you're very smart or whatever, you know what I mean? Just just write it down, okay? And then um, another one, the fourth book would be a realization journal. So, you know, I write down all the things, whether it's my personal, right? Or, for example, <laughs> I suppose, you know, my failure as, as, as in, in the marriage, okay? Write down all the things that I learned from that. And also the other side of the book, you know, um, I would write down, you know, all my, um, what else, you know, like all the problems that I had with property, right? So that I will never do the same mistake again. You know what I mean? So basically, this four journals okay, is to shore up your confidence. Okay? It's very important to do that. You know what I mean? Um, because, you know, like if you don't have that confidence, it's very hard to keep going. You know what I mean? And, you know, like sometimes if you're down, okay, you look at your success journals and it keeps you going. Looking back on all the things she wrote also helps her to smooth the bumps in the road when she's trying to reach her goals. I find that, you know, like because sometimes like in life, you know, you always have problems, you know, whether it's personal or whether it's business, you know, but by writing things down, it, it smooths all the kinks in your life. You know, you know what I'm saying? That's what the journal is good at, you know. It's, you know, it gives you your quiet time. You know, you sit down, you write and, and you know, it just smooths out makes your thoughts much, much more clearer. I mean, and um, I don't go back as often as I should, right? But, you know, it's there and it's a reminder, like, you know, the realization journal is a reminder, oh, no, i got to make sure that, okay, I don't invest in these places or, you know, uh, you know, okay, like, for example, the, 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 the ice place, you know, I was telling you about, you know, that, okay, if I meet the same problem, this is what I'll do, you know, I will, you know, fortify the place, you know, and that sort of thing. It's just a reminder. It's really good for you. If she were to meet her past self from 10 years ago, what would she say? I'd probably tell her to invest more in Sydney now that I've seen it on hindsight. But most likely I would have told, told her about what the, you know, the guy said about the, um, the three things. Lifting of feeling, do join more joint venture things, you know. But you know, once I did go to this um, seminar, and the guy was very interesting. He he made us look to our future successful self, right? And ask us and and to ask that successful self, you know, what 
they would impart to us today. You know what I'm saying? So like, look, ten, ten, ten years into the future, in other words. So it was quite interesting, you know. And um, my future successful self said to me, you know, never, ever, ever give up. And whenever there's an opportunity that comes your way, you know, grab it, okay, and multiply that by ten. And I have to say, okay, I have, you know, um, taken that into account, and it has shaped my, you know, journey. So, what is her view on the upcoming trends on where to invest? If I was an investor right now, okay, and if I'm buying today, I'd be concentrating in the Western Sydney, all right? You know, despite what everybody says, right? You sometimes got to push away the noise, you know, like a wave, push it away, right? And look at it for what it is, right? You know, people are thinking, you know, like, oh, uh, you know, the average wage is 70000 you know, like, but then the properties is like $1.22 million. You know, Sydney is too expensive, you know what I mean? But I think they forgot one thing, which is, right? That, you know, Sydney has changed, you know what I mean? And that, you know, when you think of London, Paris, New York, what's the next one? Sydney, you know what I mean? Like, why? Because we've got all the icons in the world. It's, it's a wonder we were never, you know, like, in the top four. You know what I mean? We've got the bridge, we've got the, um, you know, uh, the opera house. You know, they're very iconic. And it's a beautiful city and it's such a temperate city, right? And also, don't forget, right, um... The rest of the world, you know, like um, Hong Kong, New York, right? There mainly cannot afford a house. Okay, most are renters. So what makes you think, you know, we should be different? You know what I'm saying? And also, you know, like this is the place where everybody wants to come. And don't forget, right? Okay, we always think that we're part of England, right? We're not part of England. We always think that we're that's our mother country, but we're not. We're actually located in Asia. Accessibility to airports and surrounding infrastructure is another element that Chin believes you need to look out for when identifying where to buy. You look at the Badgery Creek Airport, you know, that's a real game changer, you know. And being an entrepreneur is someone that you must be able to predict the future, okay, yeah. Ideally, if you can, that would help you a lot, right. I have to say this, okay, like, I'm not sure whether it will come through, but I'm just thinking, right, you know, the... um. The airport in Kingsford Smith, right, in, in, in eastern suburbs, right, yeah? yeah? Maybe one day, okay, if this if this is so successful, they may even, you know, move the entire airport across to this, um, you know, Badgery Creek area. Why? Because, you know, like, think about it, okay, like, right? I mean, Sydney is the only place where you can go to the airport within 15 to 20 minutes. Look at the rest of the world, like KL or Hong Kong, right? It takes an hour to get to the airport, right? And that piece of land there, okay, you know, people like Marathon and Moet would pay, you know, millions of dollars for it because it's next to the beach. You know I mean, such a valuable piece of land, you know, and the use is not being used well, you know, not, not to its highest and best value. Yeah. I mean, mm. and uh, I can tell you something in the Western Sydney, right? A lot of those places like Blacktown has gone up to about seven or 800,000, right? So they're looking at all their little neighbors next door, okay, in places like St. Mary's, uh, you know, all these big world, Trigir, you know, once upon a time, you know, people would never touch these type of places. But they're looking at all their neighbors and they're looking and they see, oh, you know, they're selling for what, you know, five, four eighty, five hundred, you know what I mean? So they're going over there to buy, you know what I mean? And mm. they're putting granny flats there to make sure that, you know, they, you know, quite positive cash flow. Yeah. If, if I have one word of advice for, you know, the viewers, um, the listeners today, right, would be to, like, when you buy, you know, um, I would probably, if I was to go into buy today, right, I would probably buy one for capital growth, 
and one for cash flow, one for capital growth, one for cash flow, one for capital growth, one for cash flow. Because I cannot just ignore, okay, capital growth. If you'd like to connect with Chin and learn more about her strategy and the mindset behind it, you can do so via email. I do personal coaching as well. So, uh, if anyone wants to connect with me, okay, it's on E-S-M-E-C at life.com. So, E-S-M-E-C at life.com, okay. Uh, so, S-A, you know, like, um, E for England, S for Sally, M for Mary, E for England, C for China at life.com. And um, yes, I would, um, the first five that actually uh, connect with me, I will give them a book on property that I wrote. And if there's any single women out there, okay, I did write a book called um, How How I Got 2000 Guys to Say Hi. I'm happy to give like um, five of that book as well. Thank you to Esme Chin, our guest on this episode of Property Invest Story. If you want to hear more about her journey, then visit our website at propertyinveststory.com. Simply type in the search bar Esme Chin and select that episode to learn more about her story. Also, if you haven't subscribed to receive your free property case studies that I only send exclusively via email, you can text me your email address to 0499881040 to subscribe. These real case studies are from experienced property investors where they share specific numbers of their portfolio, the strategies and much more. Simply text me your email address to 0499881040 to get your free case studies. Thanks for listening. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.